We're a week into the Minnesota legislative session. Before it even started, more than 13 DFL lawmakers were calling to make Minnesota a sanctuary state for immigrants lacking legal status. The North Star Act would ban state and local law enforcement from cooperating with federal immigration authorities. The DFL may have a trifecta, but they have just one more seat than Republicans in the state Senate, and it looks like this bill does not have the support to pass. Multiple DFL lawmakers, including our next guest, have said publicly they won't vote for it, and legislative leaders are not prioritizing it this session. This comes as some Democrats at the national level are taking a, a harder stance on immigration leading up to the 2024 election. Joining us right now to talk about this debate is DFL Senator Grant Hothschild, who represents northeastern Minnesota. Senator, welcome to the program. Thanks, Kathy, for having me. You said last week you won't be voting for the bill. I believe you told the Forum News Service that immigration is a federal issue, something your Republican colleagues say uh, agree with. Um, but some of your DFL colleagues say this bill would make Minnesota a welcoming state for new immigrants. What are your reservations with this bill? Well, that's exactly right. I feel that immigration is a federal issue. And we've seen the gamesmanship and the political gridlock that's happening in Congress around securing our border and implementing better immigration laws. And to not let them move forward with that process, to not put the burden on our federal officials to get this job done, I think would be a disservice. Um, I don't want different laws at different states handling federal immigration law, and it's not something that I can support. You're not running for re-election this fall. Your House colleagues are. Let's talk about uh, Democrats threading the political needle with this issue. What are the difficulties for Democrats on this? Well, I don't think it's that difficult, right? I mean, we should be focused on what it is the state's duties are. And at the end of the day, last session, we passed a historic amount of funding for our police and public safety professionals, $300 million to local governments to better uh, provide safety in our communities. That is directly in the jurisdiction of our state government and our state legislature. Uh, that's the kind of thing I want to focus on rather than trying to delve into federal immigration laws and, and figuring out how we, um, you know, pressure our local law enforcement not to work with federal officials. Have you heard from any colleagues who are trying to maybe sway on the sanctuary bill? I have not. Um, in fact, I have heard from several colleagues and constituents uh, that they agree with my position and they're glad that I came out and, and said what I said. Um, I'm wondering here, the Star Tribune did a story last week on how schools across Minnesota are enrolling hundreds of new students who have arrived with a recent wave of Latin American migrants. Uh, there is a struggle to offer the necessary supports for these students. Hennepin County's family shelters are at five times their normal capacity. Many of those staying are migrants. Do you think Minnesota is prepared for growing numbers of newcomers? Well, I think we always have to remember that we are a state that is welcoming. Um, we're a state that has a culture of having each other's back. And we have a history of immigrants settling in Minnesota and making it the state that we are today. In fact, the region that I represent, the Iron Range in northeastern Minnesota, uh, has a long history of immigrant labor and, and immigrant families moving to the region to make the state uh, what we are. And so I think we can keep doing that. We did historic education funding this last session. 
Um, we've had support in healthcare and in higher education opportunities for immigrants. I think there's a lot of ways that we as Minnesotans can welcome these new families to our state, ensure that we have the workforce of the future and that we keep growing. Um, so there's a lot of great opportunities in having sort of that welcoming attitude here in Minnesota. A welcoming attitude, but still this particular bill um, doesn't is running into some issues. Um, do, you, do you see this coming up again at all? Or how do you think the state might parse this going down the road? No, it sounds like the leadership has has stated that there's not the votes uh, in the House and Senate, and that it's uh, unlikely to move forward. And I think that's I think that's correct. What do you want the federal government to do? I want them to get this immigration deal done. Um, it's a shame that the very thing that uh, the Congress majority asked for with regards to border security and immigration law reforms was uh, introduced and, and presented by the Biden administration. And instead of working in a bipartisan way to help secure our border and, and make our immigration laws work for our country, they walked away because of political pressure. That is an unfortunate circumstance, and it's not the way that Minnesota government works. And so I want to make sure in Minnesota we keep working together, we keep focusing on the issues that matter, and that we get the job done. Say, uh, before you go, so you said you're not going to vote for the sanctuary bill, but and you have uh, some other um, areas of interest. Can you explain what those are? Yeah, we're facing a rural emergency medical services crisis in northeastern Minnesota and really in greater Minnesota across the board. So I'll be working diligently on some funding as well as some reforms to our emergency medical services structure. Your zip code, you know, shouldn't determine whether or not you get an ambulance to help save you or a loved one's life. The other thing I'm working on is child care affordability. I continue to hear in some of the most rural communities I represent that the lack of child care and child care affordability is impacting our community's ability to keep young people there. Um, so we need to work on that. Those are going to be two of my top priorities. Getting back to the rural ambulance issue, how how... Um, dire, if that's the word to use, is it? How much of a crisis is rural Minnesota experiencing right now? I have several communities on the Iron Range that are saying their ambulance services are going bankrupt. We saw a statewide story in Nashwalk about them closing down their ambulance service if they don't get some sort of support. You know, the challenge in rural communities is that our emergency medical services are not provided by private hospitals or nonprofits like they are in some of the wealthier suburbs of the Twin Cities. Instead, it's on the local governments with very low tax base um, to provide those services. And it's just completely unsustainable when you consider the fact that the federal government has not stepped up and provided the federal reimbursements we need on Medicare and Medicaid. So it's, it's, it's a it's a crisis that's specifically impacting greater Minnesota, and that's why I'm so focused on it, because I represent the most rural district in Minnesota. All right. Senator, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kathy. We've been talking to DFL Senator Grant Hauschild of Hermantown. He represents District 3, which covers much of northeastern Minnesota.